Once again, we're talking about Eric Adams, the swagger man who has no plan when it comes to crime. The stats are out today. Homicides are assuming. Shootings are assuming. But we're not talking crime today. We're talking about illegal aliens being bussed from the Texas border by Governor Abbott right into the Port Authority in the heart of New York City. Now, I got to give you a little bit of the backstory. So Abbott is stuck with all these illegals coming through. Somebody like Eric Adams and other mayors similarly are saying, well, you should take care of the illegal aliens. Abbott is saying, no mas, no mas, we're overwhelmed. So we're going to put them on the Greyhound bus. They're going to pound the hound. We're going to drop them right outside the White House. This is Joe Biden and Vice President <laughs> Giggles Harris' responsibility. And then all of a sudden, Eric Adams, he decides to weigh in. He claims that there are 3,000 illegals who have just come across the border with Mexico from all over the world who have landed into shelters in New York City. And I'm saying to myself, it didn't just happen. Do you have window shades on your eyes, cotton balls in your ears, and a zipper on your mouth? Are you so protective of Papa Joe Chulo, Joe Biden, that you haven't realized that since August, excuse me, April, when Rob Astorino was at the Westchester County Airport showing us at 2, 3 in the morning flights coming in from Texas with illegal aliens being put on buses, some of those buses going down the hutch, that's right, going south towards the Throgs Neck Bridge, which is illegal, which meant they had government authority to do it with bells, whistles, and lights. Next stop, Jackson Heights, Elmhurst, Corona, being discharged at 103rd, right underneath the 7 train, and then filtering into the city. You knew that. Abbott offered you an opportunity to come down to the border, Eric Adams. First class accommodations, first class fight to see for yourself the invasion that's taking place. Even AOC, all our crazy Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, leader of the Democratic Socialists of America, the Justice Warriors, went down to the border. Now, look, she didn't see it the way I saw it, but at least she went. But here's Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan about anything in the city, dissing and dismissing Abbott. So you know what Abbott did? He loaded up one of the buses with 100 illegal aliens. They arrived at the Port Authority. And where was Eric Adams, the swagger man at 2 in the morning when the bus arrived? Raising the roof at the Club Zero Bond, partying hardy, keeping up with the TikTok girls. And like just doing the boogaloo with the Kardashians. Shame, shame on you, Eric Adams. We're a sanctuary city. You want it that way. So take care of the illegal aliens and stop moaning and groaning about it. Wow, you know, Holly Weird, they always love, they always love Fidel Castro behind the sugarcane curtain of Cuba. Remember who went there? Oliver Stone. Did a sympathetic bio of Fidel Castro. They all sympathize with this totalitarian dictator. Remember, if you had AIDS, he sent you to the gulag. But oh, let's put window shades on our eyes. But he's dead. He's worth it. And all through his life, there were women who were sent by the CIA, our CIA, criminals in action, knowing he was Lothario, trying to set him up and kill him. The CIA failed. Now, perfect Franco to play Fidel Castro because he's perved on so many women in this Me Too generation. They want to kill him without the help of the CIA because he's such a perv. So you know he's going to go behind the sugar cane curtain. He's going to recreate the days of Fidel Castro. 
problem is, James Franco, when you go to Cuba, like I've been to Cuba, you're going to see that the real figure of the revolution is not Fidel Castro. Yes, he was beloved by the people and hated by most, but they had no choice. They couldn't escape. The symbol of the revolution is Che Guevara, the doctor from Argentina who was sent by Castro around the world to export revolution because he wanted him out of Cuba because he knew the people loved Che more than they loved Fidel. In fact, they even named their baseball stadium Che Stadium, not Shea Stadium, like the broken down, decrepit old Met Shea Stadium, but Che Stadium, C-H-E. They love baseball, state of the art. I was there. So let me tell you, James Franco, your DNA is just like Fidel Castro. He was a perv, you're a perv. Women try to kill him for the CIA criminals in action. And women from the Me Too generation want to kill you because how you perv them. Hey, this is like two peas in a pod, a soup in a sandwich, a horse in a carriage. I'll be the ultimate authority because I had a chance to be in Cuba. I introduced stickball to the kids. And after an hour of me finagling the ball, the small D and the pensy pinkies, using all kinds of twists and turns. Their hand-eye coordination is so good, they were hitting bombs in the plaza of the revolution as I laid down under a T2 tank and I said, death to Castro, death to Castro. And guess what? I took a lick and came back ticking and survived to tell this story. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Oh, Snickers, Snickers, Snickers. You got down on bended knee. You apologized to the red Chinese menace. Because you said what everybody knows, that Taiwan, a.k.a. Formosa, is an independent, autonomous country that should be able to freely negotiate treaties, freely be heard in the General Assembly, and in all ports of call. But, oh, no, the red Chinese menace, they don't want to see it that way. So you're like the NBA Snickers. You're like LeBron James. You're like Steph Curry. You're like Steve Kerr, the coach of the Warriors. You complain about everything else, but oh, you bow, buck, and you literally kiss the tuchus of the red Chinese president. President, what's on first? I don't know who's on second. Let me belly slide in the third. But Snickers is not a household item in red China. It is in Russia, Putin's Russia. And let me tell you a story. When I was there in 1992... When uh, Yeltsin was in charge, the lush that he was, and the oligarchs were raping the country, stealing everything they could get their hands on, the American Mars Bar Company was giving out free Snickers. They had a debate in the Duma, which is the equivalent of the Russian parliament, and they said the CIA is, is, is getting us addicted to Snickers, and the Russians are. So with all the different American companies pulling out of Russia, with the invasion of Ukraine at the urging of Zelensky, the only one left standing there is Snickers. 
Mickey D's is gone. Starbucks is gone. We can go right on down the laundry list, but not Snickers because Russians are hopelessly addicted to Snickers. They would spend their last ruble. In fact, they have such a Jones, such an addiction for Snickers that if given a choice of a pint of vodka, which, as you know, the Russians love, or the last Snickers bar, what would they spend their last rubles on? That would be a tough one. You think USSR? You think Mother Russia? You got to think Snickers. It's how we control the minds, hearts, and souls of the Putinites. Uh, a lot of people don't know this at the age of 68. Many of you would say, you're well past AARP. Oh, and I will never forget every day when I was 49, getting that junk mail reminding me, hey, you made it to the half century mark. Who would have ever thought that I am an aficionado, a follower, someone who is immersed into electronic dance music? And when you say electronic dance move music, you have to think of Calvin Harris. He's not only dropped albums that are solo, he's collaborated with others. He is, in fact, the number one electronic dance music empresario in the world. You see, for me, electronic dance music is a mood elevator. It's not Molly, it's not ecstasy, it's not a drug, it's not cocaine, it's none of that. Just the vibe itself, it turns me into a whirling dervish. And I don't care under what circumstance it could be listening to Calvin Harris jams on my ear pods or pumping up the volume and hearing it on the 50,000 powerful watts of sound of WABC because I'm the only one who uses Calvin Harris EDM music, electronic dance music as intros and outtakes. Most of our listeners have no idea. They just say, wow, it sounds good. Most of our hosts and hostesses have no idea. But for me, it'll be electronic dance music till the day I die. I've heard electronic dance music on the beaches of a lot in Israel, where if you look to Egypt, you see Sharm El Sheikh. If you look to Jordan, you've seen Aqaba. You can see Saudi Arabia in the distance. This is the place where Moses was escaping with the Jews to the promised land from Egypt and, and literally running for their lives from Yul Brenner, Pharaoh and all the Egyptians, and then the Red Sea swallowed them. You know what happens in Elat now? Out there on buoys are these huge speakers, like the Dominicans have on top of their cars, the size of refrigerators here in Washington Heights and Inwood in the Bronx, blurting out EDM. And some of it is Calvin Harris. I've heard Calvin Harris in Sweden, Stockholm. I've heard Calvin Harris in Berlin, the most decadent, debaucherous city of EDM in the world. And I've heard Calvin Harris in Los Angeles. I've heard it in Sioux City, Iowa. I've heard it in Jackson, Mississippi. EDM until the day I die. I know, and you're saying, wow, you're 68. That could happen at any moment. And if given the choice of just picking one, one song, or one creator of EDM, it's Calvin Harris. And you heard it from Curtis Lee, the whirling dervish, the man who has put electronic dance music on the map for the AARP crowd.